Everything that God said would happen, did happen. And guess what? Everything that God wants for your life and mine will happen. Now, it's incumbent upon us to find out what's going on when it happens. Listening to Treasure Truth with Pastor and author James Ford Jr., Senior Pastor of Christ Bible Church in Chicago. I'm Steve Hiller. Glad you're with us as today we begin a message entitled The Profound Incarnation. And Pastor, there's a, a lot happening in what we heard just a moment ago. And it looks like you're pointing us to the sovereignty of God, you know, oh, yeah. in his timing in some way. But give us a little context. Oh, what, yeah. what are well, we uh, talking about well, today? Well, he is sovereign in his time. He's eternal and he looks into time and so he has set up uh things according to where we mentioned in the message kairos that's perfect time his time and the old preacher would say he may not come when you want him right but he's always right on time and and so uh, let me share this with you real quick steve yeah uh i had been called to pastoral ministry i was working for duquesne light in pittsburgh pennsylvania we had just bought our first home a starter home and you know doing a little work and everything and uh uh god put it on my heart i want you to go be trained i went to my wife and i said honey i believe god wants me to quit my job for us to sell our home and uh, moved to Chicago to attend Moody <laughs> Bible Institute. You're and how did that go you, over? <laughs> it, it, here's what she said. I'm on speaking terms with God, and he hasn't said anything to me. <laughs> well, I kept my mouth shut for uh, a rare, rare occasion. I went back to God in prayer. I said, if you're calling me, you're calling her. I'm not dragging her. You need uh, to get your servant to the place where she's willing to follow me as I obey you. Yeah. I didn't say anything for two years, Steve. Wow. Believe it or not, the Holy Spirit can control. (laughs) (laughs) And two years later, I went and I said, you know, I haven't addressed this with you. Uh, It's been two years, but uh, I believe God wants us to leave uh, for me to quit my job and for us to sell our home and for us to go to Chicago so I can attend Moody Bible Institute. And she said, I've heard the voice of God. Wow. And we can move. Wow. I said, wow. Now get this. When I got here, uh, I really wanted to do ministry, but I was working at the Tribune. You know, you had to respect time and lunch. And there'd be time I'd be witnessing the people. And I was like, it's just getting good. But the bell would ring and you have to go back to work. I say, Lord, would you please get me somewhere where I can do ministry? Well, then I found out about, uh, well, it was Christ Bible Church now, but it was South Shore Baptist Church. And uh, I went there. Well, guess what? They didn't need a pastor in 1979 when I first approached my wife. They needed one in 1981 when I came. And uh, I preached there uh, once and then became their interim pastor in 1982. And I looked, I said, wow, look at God's timing. Right. The way he set that up, she said no, because even though that's what he was calling me to do, it wasn't the time. It wasn't the time, yeah. It wasn't the time. Yeah. Well, I wish we had more time to talk about that, but we need to get to Galatians chapter 4 as we begin a message called The Profound Incarnation. Here's Pastor Ford. Verses 4 and 5, that's where we are. Uh, We're looking at the profound incarnation. The profound incarnation. 
that when we look at the incarnation of Jesus Christ, he tells us it's the capstone of everything uh, that we understand that because of what Jesus has done, uh, that you and I now have a right to the tree of life. Uh, so he said, in the fullness of time, that is, at the right time. And we looked at uh, the different Greek words uh, uh, for time. Uh, that when you look at the coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, God always does things at the right time. The old preacher would say, he may not come when you want him, but he's always right on time. See, some of you matriculated under the old preachers uh, too. And so he says, Jesus then becomes the intervention of God and Jesus is the intention of God so that Christ was his plan from the beginning uh, because, uh, and here's where we need to end up, uh, that this is something that we need to understand that God has done and he's done for every one of us. Uh, that Jeremiah 29, 11, anybody have that memorized? Jeremiah 29, 11. I would, I would get that memorized. I love that passage because of the principle that's delineated in that passage. He says, for I know the plans that I have for you. In other words, the revelation of this text has to do with the incarnation of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. But the application of this text, God is trying to let us see uh, that we have been included in this and that everything that happens in our lives is in the plan of God. I know we don't like that. And I know that sometimes causes us some consternation. How could God love me and allow me to go through what I'm going through and, and I'm telling you, he says, I know. And the word in the Hebrew is a word that means absolute knowledge. Absolute knowledge. God has absolute knowledge of the plans. The I there is emphatic. I and I alone. What does that mean? Somebody holler it out. When he says, I and I alone know the plan I have for you. What does that mean? You don't know the plan, right? And so how do I get to know the plan? It's got to be revealed to you by God. And once he reveals it, then he's got to illuminate you on the implications of what that means where he's taking you. For I know the plans I have for you, plans for good. And, and the word literally speaks of qualitative good. And I know we don't put our trials in that kind of uh, category, but, but I know the plans I have for you, plans for good and not for evil, to bring you to the desired end or to your destiny. And uh, so you think about it, uh, what the incarnation says is that there is no expiration on the promises of God. So, here now, we have the classic example. We can trust God's word. Look what he did with our Savior. Everything that God said would happen, did happen. And guess what? Everything that God wants for your life and mine will happen. Now, it's incumbent upon us to find out what's going on 
when it happens. What is God trying to do? Where's God trying to move us? We had an interesting conversation, didn't we, about sin in the camp. What is God doing? Cleaning house. Where do people go? Cleaning house. What's happening with all these things that people are responding? I, I, you know, uh, Sunday, 1130 service, nailing stuff to the cross. But it's just like, wow, the things that are happening to people more and more is just like amazes me. But we need to remember Job 1 and Job 2. If you don't read the rest of it, I know it doesn't seem like interesting reading, but Job 1 and Job 2, that we are, Peter calls us, the peculiar people of God. Does anybody remember what that word means? The peculiar people of God. Now, don't think Webster, because then you'll really have problems. And I knew we were weird. But it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean weird. I remember working uh, as a uh, sanitation engineer and a landscaping engineer for the city of Chicago. I cleaned toilets and I cut grass, you know that. And uh, we had a guy named John, and he, he used to act weird. And he would defend it by saying, well, didn't Peter say we the peculiar people of God? And I said, man, when I got the moody and I saw what that word was, parapateo. Para, pateo, para, to circle, pateo, to walk. What is Peter saying? We are the walked around people of God or the encircled people of God. That here we are and Job 1 and 2 reveals to us that we have a hedge of protection around us and nobody and nothing can get into it unless God allows it. So it's got to be what? It's got to be God authorized or God allowed. It's God authorized or God allowed. What's the difference? Well, just anthropomorphically speaking, what does that mean, anthropomorphically speaking? Attributing human characteristics to God for the purpose of comprehension. It is his perfect will and his permissive will. The things that he permits and the things that he perfects. And so the perfection is what? For our maturation. And the permission is for our examination. Everybody with me? Because the Christian life is a constant examination. Oh yeah, I lived for him and sacrificed yesterday, but what am I going to do for today? Because today is a different day. You do know that. You do know when he had them go get manna, what did he tell them? Enough for one day, and except for Sabbath, take two. Okay, so you don't work on the Sabbath. But what happened to the people who didn't get enough? It lasts. What about the people who took too much? It spoiled. Yeah, we, we got a lot of stuff, in, you know, spoiling. That's why we can't pay this church off, because you got that money spoiling in your bank account. <laughs> Just spoiling in there, you know, and it ain't doing nothing for the kingdom. Ah. <sighs> I just had to throw that in. I, I just threw that in. So, so then he says, hey, look, look, look. I tell you, I know what I'm doing. I sent Christ at the perfect time. This is Treasure Truth with Pastor and author James Ford Jr., a message called The Profound Incarnation, and we'll get back to this teaching in just one moment. I want to let you know, if you want to listen on the go, a couple different ways you can do that. You can download the Moody Radio app. You can also podcast this program 
And you'll find links to begin podcasting the broadcast or to download the app when you come to our website, treasuredtruthradio.org. Well, we're going to continue our message from Galatians chapter 4, the profound incarnation. Again, here is Pastor Ford. And so we need to be understanding of the fact that God does take care of us. And sometimes we say, God, you're moving too slow. And sometimes God will say, no, you're moving too fast. God, you're moving too fast. No, you're moving too slow. God always does things at the right time. And so we, we need to understand that. And why do we divide history like we divide it? Somebody holler it out. Because B.C. is before Christ. A.D. is in the year of our Lord. Yeah, in the year of our Lord. And so all history is divided by Jesus Christ. And he himself was always conscious of time. Now, 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 uh, John 4, 2. Let me, let me just read some of these. He was always conscious of time. John chapter 4 and verse 2. Listen to what it says. It says, um, no, I'm sorry, John 7, 6 and 8. Yeah, it says, uh, then Jesus said unto them, my time is not yet come, but your time is always ready. The world cannot hate you, but it hateth me because I testify of it that the works thereof are evil. Go ye up unto this feast, I go up unto this feast, for my time is not yet fully come. So he was always conscious and aware of time. Mark 1.15 talks about time. John 17, 1, he talks about time. Psalm 31, 15 says this, my times are in your hands. So then here, here is further application of what we're seeing, that, that since God is a God of time, whatever he's going to do for us, oh, this is deep. This is really deep. It's going to be in his time and not in our time. Most of us have a problem with that. It's like that. that one, remember that one where the guy said, uh, uh, the Lord said that a thousand years is as a day and, and uh, a day is a thousand years. And the guy said, yeah. He said, really? Yeah. And so he said, uh, so that means then that a thousand days could be like a second and a second could be like a minute. Yeah. So like a billion dollars could be like a penny and a penny could be like a billion dollars. Yeah. Lord, give me a billion dollars. And he said in a second. And so he always does it at the right time. So Luke 2, 1, right time, right time. What, what do you mean? Look at Luke 2, 1. When you look at Luke 2, 1, here's what you find. Uh, it says, and a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all should be taxed. See, this, this is why I like, I like studying. Because when I studied, you know what I found out about this? Some of you already know. No Caesar had ever done this before. And no Caesar ever did it after. Now, I got goosebumps. I'm getting goosebumps. Why? Because God used an unsaved man's greed to fulfill a prophecy that was 4,000 years old 
about the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, because he was in where? Nazareth and had to be born in Bethlehem. And so since that was the place of their birth, since he went out for that decree, and we, whenever we preach on a Christmas, said to you, uh, did Caesar know he was fulfilling the word of God? No. He did it because he wanted money. God used this man's evil to bring about good so that Christ would be born where, where God said he was going to be born. Micah 5, 2 is an over 700-year-old prophecy. And it says then uh, that he would be born in Bethlehem of uh, 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 who would be the ancient of days. So in one prophecy, you have the humanity of Christ who would be born, and he's the ancient of days, the deity of Christ, and he brings him to Bethlehem so that Scripture can be fulfilled. And it all happened at the right time. Now, did we talk about historically why it was the right time? Did we? Did we talk about the fact that there, this is the most perfect time for the incarnation when it happened? Why? Because Rome dominated the world militarily. And what did the Romans believe in? They believed in assimilation without domination. You missed it right over your head. What does that mean? That means then that you can keep your religion, you can keep your culture, you can keep everything about you, except Rome was your master. Every other, every other conquerors believed in assimilation by domination. And so then you lose your heritage, you, you lose your name, you lose your culture. Oh, so you don't have a language when everybody else has two. You only have one. But anyway, so they believe totally dominate them, assimilate them into uh, a different culture, dilute them and pollute them so that you can control them. And, and so they believed in that, but not Rome. Rome said, keep your God. Now, how'd that work out? That played out very well, didn't it? Yes, it did. And then what did they do? Rome had what was called the Pax Romana. You say, you're giving us a history lesson? Yeah, Roman peace, which meant then they were the, the, the police force for the world. Oh, well. But they did some things that made the carrying of the gospel easier. Anybody know what they are hollered out? Roads. We call them highways and garrisons. What's that? Garrisons were uh, soldiers that would be put like in terror town to keep down the crime. So along the way, the Appian Way, robbers would come and the travelers on the roads, uh, they would rob them. And so Rome would send garrisons and they would send garrisons and they would equip the soldiers and put them, say, if this is where most of the crime happened, they put a garrison here and they would, they would protect the road so that people could travel. And so Paul was able to travel, carry the gospel with relative ease because he had roads connecting him to major cities and he had Roman soldiers along the way that kept down the crime. It was Roman peace. Rome didn't play. Oh, they kept the peace. Yeah, because uh, uh, look what happened. Anybody that rebelled, they would send their soldiers and to totally destroy the place. 
So in AD 70, what did they do? The Jews rebelled and Titus, the Roman general, came in and tore down the temple and tore down the wall and killed uh, almost, what was it? Something like uh, 600,000 Jews. Yeah, Rome didn't play and they didn't play at all. Then you had the Greek philosophical thought and language. Koine Greek is one of the most comprehensive languages ever. And what was the New Testament translated in? Koine Greek. It is the language of the common people. It was not what was called classical Greek, which was proper English, but Koine was, you know what I'm saying? Really, it was. It was the, it was the language of the common people. So one of the things I really love is the Greek language is so picturesque. Like when I give you all this stuff, and you don't have to have it, uh, but I think it gives you a greater insight into what the Bible is saying uh, when you understand the word pictures behind the words. So some of them, I mean, some of them are really deep and, and they go beyond just our English comprehension. And so you don't have to have it to teach and preach, but it sure helps your depth in your preaching and teaching when you can tell somebody, hey, do you know this word, the, the word picture that goes with this word? Here it is. It's a powerful picture. And of course, Jesus taught like that. And then you had, you had Jewish synagogues dotting everywhere. They were everywhere. And so where did Paul go generally? He, if there was one, then he'd go to the synagogue and preach the gospel. And so here now, look at the timing, historically, not just spiritually, historically, socially. It's the right time. Well, unfortunately, we're out of time here on Treasure Truth with Pastor Ford. But we're going to continue this message, The Profound Incarnation, next time. I hope you make it a point to tune in. You can obviously be listening to your radio, but you can also listen if you're on the go. If you have the Moody Radio app, it's free, and you can uh, get the app for your Android phone or tablet or your Apple product, like your iPhone or iPad. Not only can you listen to Treasure Truth with Pastor Ford, but other programs produced by Moody Radio and Internet streaming music stations. We'll link you to the app when you come to treasuretruthradio.org and look for the bar that says Stay Connected. In addition to being able to link you to the app, you can also link to our Facebook page and our Twitter feed. Now, other ways to make sure you don't miss Pastor Ford's teaching would be to simply come to the website and listen online. You can stream the program through your computer or mobile device. You can download an MP3 for free, or you can order copies of this broadcast on CD. But you'll get started by coming to treasuretruthradio.org. And I hope you'll consider clicking on the contact link and giving us some feedback. We recently heard from a listener named Martha she said a couple of months ago, Pastor Ford issued a challenge to his church to put some kind or good word on their media page for seven days. I took him up on the challenge and I can't stop now. The Lord gives me something to put on Facebook every morning. Thank you, Pastor. Well, Martha, thank you for giving us your feedback and letting us know that you're listening and doing something about what you've heard on this program. And if you've never let us know that you're out there, I want to ask you to do that today and consider doing something like giving a financial gift, especially as we approach the end of this year. You can give your gift by coming to treasuretruthradio.org and clicking on the link that says, make a donation. That's a one-time gift or an ongoing monthly gift. Again, that's at treasuretruthradio.org. Well, Treasure Truth is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.